0: Football was my passion, but it wasn't my purpose in life. And I feel like with the technology that we've created, with the platform that we have, we can really create cultural change with the generation of people that's literally just looking for the facts.
1: Hello, this is The Great Battlefield Podcast. I'm Nathaniel G. Perlman. A great political battle is being fought right now between progressives and the forces of reaction on the other side. This show is about the political entrepreneurs and other progressive leaders who are finding new or improved ways to fight. In this episode, I spoke with Walter Powell, co-founder and CEO of Politiscope. Politiscope is a nonpartisan political information startup with a financial technology business model centered around directing contributions to political campaigns and organizations. I enjoyed hearing Walter's story because he comes into the political technology space from such a different angle. Walter was previously a professional athlete, a wide receiver in the National Football League. Walter's had some success so far, building an initial mobile app and audience, attracting prominent investors like Gary Vee, and working on partnerships with political organizations. He has a new version of Politoscope launching this summer. But political donations is not an easy space to build a sizable business. We'll see what he makes of the opportunity. So after a quick word from our sponsor, my interview with Walter Powell and Politoscope. This episode is brought to you by
0: Graficacy. Graficacy is an analytic design firm that can help you advance the mission of your organization using your own real data and information. They are 21st century visual communicators who create interactive graphics, motion graphics, and data visualizations. You can find Graphicacy at graphicacy.com. That is G R A P H I C A C Y.com. With Graphicacy's help, you can visualize a better world.
1: Walter, would you mind introducing yourself and giving me a quick biography?
0: My name is Walter Powell. Originally from St. Louis, Missouri, played in the NFL for four years, retired back in 2018 when um, I conceived the idea of Politiscope. We launched in 2019. Now, you know, we're still up and running, making moves, made Forbes 30 under 30 in 2020. So really just going from NFL to Forbes really speaks volumes, not about just me, but just the, the platform, the disrupting platform we've created. So just super excited about uh, where I'm at in life and really feel like I'm walking in purpose.
1: Sounds like a good thing. I want to ask you a few more things about that biography because it's a little bit of an unusual one in the world of political technology. So you grew up in St. Louis. You must have played a heck of a lot of football as a young man. What was high school like for you? What was college like for you?
0: Yeah, growing up in St. Louis, Missouri, um, it was fun, you know, for me, you know, just being around a lot of family, a lot of friends. I started playing football at like about nine, about nine. What
1: back. position did you start at?
0: I started at running back. I played running back and receiver. I was the only polished receiver at that age. So they had to make me play receiver more than running back because my brother, he played in the NFL. So he taught me. And then my uncles, they were high school and college coaches. So,
1: so you had an awful lot of superb football and athletic talent around you.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of influence around me. So it was uh, it was only right to really just
1: keep playing ball, you know. Yeah. And what what was college for you? I went to school at
0: Murray State University in Murray, Kentucky.
1: Why would you pick that one? Recruited there.
0: Yeah, it was it was, it was funny because I was a I was a late bloomer coming out of high school. You know, just due to my grades, I was going to have to go to junior college and then from there I was going to transfer to Wisconsin. But they end up coming along last minute. And, you know, they brought me on a visit, said they wanted to give me a full ride. So I was just like, you know what? Okay, cool. Juco life wasn't for me. I I heard the horror story. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go play at Murray State. You know, they they ran the same offense my high school ran. So it it just made sense.
1: And that was as a receiver still?
0: Yep, as a receiver.
1: And if you made it to the NFL, you must have been a hell of a star at Murray State. Is that right?
0: Yep, definitely uh, did a lot. Two-year All-American, broke a few... College records, even um, broke a, a lot of university records as well. I'm going to get inducted into the Murray State Hall of Fame uh, in June 19th. So, super excited about that. Right
1: back Did now. you also uh, have an academic path through that college? Did you learn anything?
0: I mean, I learned what I needed to learn. I really, I was just at that point, once I knew I had the juice in football, I was just, I was just, my mind was just solely focused on making it to the NFL one semester I made a, I made a 4.0. So I I felt pretty accomplished. The other net, I was, you know, pretty average, you know, 3.0 student.
1: What did you major in Walter?
0: I majored in marketing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Playing football that time, people often say that participation in sports, you learn a lot more than just the sport. You learn something perhaps about leadership, about competition. How would you characterize what you take from all that time in football?
0: Definitely learned a lot. Especially just from adversity. Just in college, I dealt with a a lot of adversities from in different shapes and sizes. But the team I I was around the the camaraderie of just um uh, all the guys and having that same mission, it definitely made the journey just easier. But definitely learned a lot about teamwork. Definitely learned a lot about being a leader. Is a lot of times some guys they want to step up to be a leader, so I just stepped up and. Took that role, you know, myself at a young age, you know, my sophomore year in college, and from there, just been a leader. That that was definitely just the main thing: leadership, being able to be outspoken, and just really grind for what you believe in. That became pretty contagious, just around the around the team. So we did pretty good. We did pretty
1: decent. So yeah. Did you grow up in a political household? Were the parents political? What's your background in that? Yeah.
0: No, parents parents weren't political. Nobody wasn't political for real. It was just uh, the only person I could say was, you know, somewhat political at an early age was my best friend and co-founder, Jackson. He was dipping, dabbling in politics a lot. So if I was political, to a certain extent, it was because of him.
1: That makes sense. And who is Jackson? How does he come into the story?
0: So Jackson, uh, Jackson White, that's my best friend and co-founder of Politiscope. We've been boys since we were uh, about sixteen in high school, and we just been rocking with each other ever since then. I've always been the athlete; he's always been the entrepreneur, political junkie. So that's kind of just where that yin yin and yang situation came to be. When you look at Jay first glance, he, he's six, he's six 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 seven. You think he played football or basketball, but nope just a just an entrepreneur. So. <laughs>
1: you make quite the team together, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me about your NFL career. So four years, it's rare that I've ever talked to someone who said, I retired after four years. Like usually someone says, just says, and then I went on to the next job. But this is sort of a, the way you talk about a sports career. Four years is longer than average in the NFL, isn't it?
0: Yeah, the average uh, time in the NFL is about two years. So I definitely uh, seen it as a blessing to be able to Play four years in the NFL and be able to retire. And the only reason I, you know, I retired was because one, you know, we got that first big investment into Politoscope, but then two, I found out I had a serious neck and spine issue. It's called facets. I have facets in my spine, and basically, the doctor was saying if I keep taking any more high impact hits, it's a high chance I could get paralyzed. So. I took that as a sign from God.
1: I was like, oh, that's more me. than a sign from God. That's a sign from your body.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I just took that as a sign to step away on my terms.
1: So I it's like, about yeah. impossible to play wide receiver and not take a high impact hit, isn't it?
0: Exactly. <laughs> Unless you just uber fast. and I wasn't the fastest, but uh, I definitely was uh, fast enough.
1: <laughs> and, and just to finish out the football, where did you play?
0: In 2014, I got drafted to the Arizona Cardinals, and then from the Arizona Cardinals, I ended up uh, getting picked up by the New York Jets, ended up playing for the New York Jets for about a year and a half. Then I followed my head coach, Rex Ryan, up to uh, Buffalo Bills, so he brought me up there, played for the Buffalo Bills. But it was funny, uh, in between that time, it was once the Jets released me from the team and Rex brought me up to Buffalo... I was up in Buffalo for a, a week, a literally a week, because he signed me to the practice squad before he actually activated me to the team. I killed it the first week, and literally it was about a it was about twelve thirty at night. My agent called me, "Hey, the Raiders, the the Raiders just claimed you off waivers, and now you're going to be a Raider." So I ended up having to pack up all my stuff and fly all the way to the West Coast. So it was just it was crazy because they only kept me for about a <laughs> about a solid month and a half. And once they beat the New York Jets, because they had my playbook, they uh, released me and then I was right back to Buffalo. They called me. They was like, you still want to play for Buffalo? And I was like, yep. I went back to Buffalo and played there for a, a season and a half.
1: What would surprise someone who hasn't had the privilege of playing in the NFL? What would surprise someone the most about what it's like to be a player in that league?
0: Being a student of the game, hands down, it's it's literally 90% mental, 10% physical. And if I would have known that when I first got into the league, if I would have listened to it, I've, I've heard it a trillion times. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to play ball. It really is a game of inches and really being able to understand your your opponent and really study just body movements, study plays, study tendencies, really just studying. I did more studying than I actually did playing, which was, which was crazy. So just really uh, having to really study and just be a student of the game really just really what separates the good from the great.
1: What was the highlight in terms of a play Mm -hmm. for you?
0: I would say the highlight was when I was starting uh, with the Buffalo Bills and we were playing the Arizona Cardinals, the very first team that drafted me. So it was still all my, my old teammates still on the team. So being able to start that game and win and, you know, and contribute to that win by, you know, catching, I think I, Caught around 60, 70 yards and passes. It was a great feeling. It was a great day.
1: So you talked about conceiving of Politiscope, your enterprise, your idea. How did that come about? What was the, what's the sort of founding story for this idea and this company?
0: Yeah, so the the origin story of Politiscope was pretty interesting because at that time, me and Jay, Jay, he ended up moving over, moving to the East Coast, so we became roommates. He was just super into just politics. He was just, when I say just immersed in politics, that's all he talked about. So I used to get an earful of that all the time. And it was one day in early 2018, a bill got passed and we were just talking about how misinformed and naive we can all be to the political process. And literally, I just had like a, a vision. It was just like a pause moment. I was just like, and I seen Politiscope and I was just like, Yo, what if we created an app that broke down politics the way you break it down to me? And we start, you know, getting online, start looking for apps, looking for websites that were similar to what we were thinking about creating, couldn't find anything. So I told Jay, i will be right back, ran to CVS, grabbed some printing paper, came home, drew it out how I seen it in my vision, had Jay put his political input into each page, and then 20-some pages later, it was Politoscope.
1: What was Politoscope? What is Politoscope? What was the vision?
0: Well, what is so the vision was just seeing this platform cuz what was what was funny at first politiscope wasn't politiscope it was uh political junkie but it was just a little too uh the name of political junkie was a little too um
1: common or something i, I actually there is something out there called that already
0: yeah, yeah. It, it was a little little common so we started playing with a few more names and i you know i was like politiscope Polity, politiscope and then it just came politiscope so <laughs> but what politiscope is is we've created a, a nonpartisan player profile app that breaks down and explains every bill a politician votes for or against in the layman's terms. So really taking all that convoluted information, consolidating to one platform where you can register to vote, you can see objective media, you can keep up with the hottest elections, you can donate to your favorite politicians, even follow them on their social media and call them off the platform. So really trying to make it that one stop shop to have just uh, people more informed, engaged, and empowered with the political process.
1: Kind of like an ESPN for politics?
0: More like a cliff notes of politics in a sense.
1: And so who do you envision as the audience for Politiscope? Of course, you know, the,
0: the political junkies, of course, but anybody that's, you know, looking to get just informed with simplicity. So anybody who's a voter for real, if you're if you're voting, you definitely want to have this platform, but anybody who's trying to just, you know, take some baby steps into, you know, politics, this is an easy way to be able to digest it. No matter if you're a political junkie or just a novice in the space, it's a platform that anybody could, you know, have and understand and just feel more, feel more comfortable about it, about the process.
1: So what were the steps that you two took in the beginning Beyond drawing up a 20-page document, what moves did you make to make this into an enterprise? So what I did was
0: I, I hit up my good buddy, uh, AJ Vaynerchuk, Gary V's younger brother. I hit him up and asked him about the idea and you know, asked what he thought. And he was just like, he was like, yo, this could very well change the country, if not the world. So, you know, he really uh, became our, you know, our first advisor and really kind of help just walk us through how to start a startup and from there I end up reaching out to my older brother and telling him about the idea he connected me with you know one of his former uh business partners who ended up becoming our our CEO of the company and uh really helping us piece together starting up politiscope since he had a he uh did M&A and uh he started up a few tech companies so he already was familiar with the space and seen this could definitely, you know, live in the market.
1: You're not CEO. Who's
0: So how, how it happened, I started off as CEO and then once we brought in Izzy, just because I knew he knew how to put all the pieces together, you know, I kind of took a, a seat back and really just, I, I was the chief branding officer since I was the, the face of the company. But once Izzy, uh, he took another job, probably about a year later after we started the company, I became CEO again. So
1: you guys raised money, you, you seem to reference earlier.
0: So when we first started Politiscope, we raised half a million. But then once we officially launched Politiscope in 2019, we, we raised uh, a little bit over a million.
1: On top of the half a million that you'd already... Well,
0: well total. So yeah. it was probably, oh. yeah, like an extra half a million and some change.
1: Well, why did you need to raise money? What did you use it for? Uh, for development
0: of the app. And just uh, marketing and, you know, bringing in employees, you know, to help break down the bills and what else? Uh, marketing, runway costs, just giving us a burn, you know, and for developers as well, just to, you know, continue to develop out just what we were, because we have uh, what, about three iterations of Politoscope from just the MVP to what it is currently. So just constant development.
1: What's been the path of kind of people using it? You start out with zero typically how did people kind of sign on over time and what have you gotten to
0: yeah so how people signed up over time it was uh it was funny our first interview was on fox news on the uh Stuart varney show so that was pretty funny so our first Our first 6,000 users were white male Republicans. So that's when I kind of knew we had a a solid platform because I'm like, look, if we could go on Fox and get downloads, I'm like, we could go anywhere. So we end up next making our way to the Young Turks. On the Young Turks, we got an influx that we got over about 12,000 downloads after going on a few of their shows. And end up landing a a, a four-year partnership deal with those guys where they play our commercial But now, currently, we have just a little bit over 30,000 organic users, and right now we're uh, in the process of uh, updating the platform once again to really add new features to the app and scale the company.
1: Are you also raising money again?
0: Yes. So right now we're raising a $2 convertible note round. And
1: what would you do with that?
0: That would give us, of course, another 18 to 24 months runway, but also implement what we're currently developing right now is this uh, new feature called the Impact Account. So with the Impact Account, we're basically, um, you know, you have your checking, checkings account, you have your savings account, you have your investment account. But now with Politoscope, you have an Impact Account where you can connect your debit card, credit card, and we, we process micro payments. So every time, let's say you buy a coffee, 50 cents goes into your impact account. And once you you set a, a certain threshold to that impact account, so once it hits a certain amount, you can donate to multiple political organizations, politicians, and nonprofits with a swipe. So it'll all disperse uh, evenly or however you want to set that. So really simplifying that process and Political activism, you know, with your finances, being politically active with your finances and having a nice layout of it. And it's, it kind of gives the feel of, it's like the Robin Hood of politics, which is pretty. I'm not, even though Robin Hood right now is, you know, not, not in the best standing in, in just with their brand, but that's the best way to put it. This impact account will be like the new bread and butter of Politiscope, but Politiscope will still be everything else that we, that we are.
1: Would I be right in guessing that your business model then is about taking a piece of the money that goes through you, the donation money or? Correct.
0: Yeah. Correct. So we'll take a um, slight processing fee. So that'll be our, lo- our low hanging fruit for generating revenue.
1: What's your sense of how many active users you will need to be able to fund the enterprise forward based on that?
0: If we got. Thirty thousand users right now, and let's say, let's say all all thirty thousand of them, you know, donated twenty five dollars a month. You know, and we're processing at six percent. That gives you, uh, and this on a low end. I mean, we'll bring in forty five thousand dollars a month. But once you know, we actually put money into user acquisition and, of course, um, you know, marketing. You know, I, once we get to you know about a million users, which I feel is super feasible once we launch in july over the next probably like 3 to 5 months i feel like we can get up to a million users and once we get up to a million users and let's say they all you know donating 25 dollars a month we processing at 6% bringing in about 1.8 million uh a month 18 million a year so that's a, a pretty good start so uh, that's the goal and you know with um with guys like Gary V who invested in politiscope he already said once we finish this round he's going to help us on the user acquisition side, him and his team. So I'm pretty confident once we uh, get this round closed, just the direction we're going to go. Cause you already know <laughs> Gary Vita, the marketing branding guru. So yeah.
1: To what extent did you look around at existing apps for donating and how do you compare what you're building with what's out there?
0: So this kind of falls in like the political social impact fintech space, and some of the platforms I looked at like GoFundMe, you know, it's like all over. You know, you can just you know GoFundMe to you know go buy you know a few cases of water or something. But with Politoscope, I feel like like I said, people really want to use their dollars to make a true impact. So with this, with with Politoscope, you know, I feel like uh, we're making it easy. We're giving them accessibility just with the whole swipe. But also is, you know, we provide these not just player profile cards for politicians, but also for the for the nonprofits as well as the political organization well, the PACs. So um I feel like there's no other platform like this out there, mobile platform out there out there like this platform. And just far as competitors like um like a Act Blue or Win Red, they're super, you know, super partisan. With us, you know, we're right down the middle, just providing straight facts and just with the platform i I'm excited about it, just the whole layout because it's, it's super clean it's super chic, so I'm just excited about just uh what what we can do with it
1: Let me ask you about that partisanship angle. the way our country is sorted out over the last well increasingly polarized, and most people do identify with one party or the other. How do you think about this question of you know, helping both sides get more money. How, does that make sense for a mission? Or what do you think of your mission in that context?
0: I think just providing transparency with straight facts, no matter what your beliefs is, like, the true mission. But I feel like there's more good in this world, in this country than evil, even though some, I mean, shoot, shoot, this election was pretty close, but she's. But um, I feel like, you know, you got Republicans who, you know, aren't super far right, as well as, you know, Democrats who aren't super far left, who just want the facts. And I feel like when you can brush away all the political jargon and BS, I feel like, you know, if you just want the facts, Politiscope can provide that.
1: A lot of times people say they want the facts, but then their actions show them going into the corners and looking for things that reinforce their prejudices or their opinions. Do you think that's a challenge for you? to draw attention to something that isn't casting aspersions on the other side?
0: Of course, it's a challenge, but I I feel like, because once we build out, you know, the AI predictive analytics and really show people like, yo, based on the content that you're digesting, based on who you're donating to, like you're more this than that, you know what I'm saying? So if somebody's a, I don't know, let's say they're a Republican, you know, and they're just Everything they're agreeing with is, you know, more liberal. I'm like, yeah, based on (laughs) what you click on a Politiscope, you may be interested in these causes or these politicians. So if you're able to, you know, put your pride to the side and understand like, yo, am I really putting my money where it needs to go? If if I really want these certain things to happen, I just feel like once we get to that point, there's going to be a lot of change that's going to happen.
1: What have you learned so far from going through several iterations from having up to 30,000 people using it? What have you learned from how they use it and what they do and whether they stay around?
0: Based on just um, our numbers and based on just weekly, just views. A lot of people love the the content that we put up thanks to Jay because he's super down the middle, you know, Republican or Democrat. He just like They, he just provides the facts, and that's why I rock with him. But a lot of people uh, tend to tend to gravitate more to the uh, the content and the bill breakdowns, which is you know our main objective anyway. Is for our people to look at the bills, seeing how we break down the bills because we break them down from like easy, medium to hard. So we got the digging deeper. It's more a more wordy breakdown of the bill. But if you're still curious about the bill, you can click the link and see the whole a trillion pages of the bill. But A lot of people really gravitate towards the bills and and the content, our daily scope page.
1: So I imagine you were changed quite a bit by four years in the NFL. How have you been changed by several years trying to build PolitoScope?
0: Instead of working out my body more, I've been working out my mind a lot. So that definitely has been a a major change, being able to just uh, shift from the physical to the mental. So I've definitely um, learned just... um, being in this entrepreneurial space hearing hearing no a lot or hearing not right now and just already, you know, developed a thick skin playing football and, you know, just hearing coaches get on you and try to rip you to shreds mentally and emotionally. So hearing no, you know, really wasn't wasn't too bad for me. You know, especially stepping in this space because I believe that football was my passion, but it wasn't my purpose in life. And I feel like with the technology that we've created, with the platform that we have, we can really create cultural change. With the generation of people that's literally just looking for the facts and don't want all the political jargon and BS that we're getting fed.
1: All this working on your mind that you're referring to, like what does that entail? Does that entail reading particular things? What has been the process of learning and what is the substance of that? Mm -hmm.
0: So the process for me, it starts out uh, about five o'clock in the morning where, you know, I I meditate, meditate for about 30 minutes, pray for about 30 minutes, you know, read my affirmations, really just make sure, you know, my mind is in a great space before I get the day started. And, you know, being an entrepreneur is so much, it's just a it's a daily grind. New stress comes every, every day. So just being prepared no matter what twists and turns the day may have, I'm just I can remain grounded and just remain focused on the goal. I I just learn all over the place. Like if it's, you know, uh, of course, anything Jay sends me, you know, I try to I try to read up on just so I can be up to date with what's going on. But as well as just trying to be a better founder, trying to be a better entrepreneur, really just trying to uh, just trying to learn as much as I can. Just whether it's, you know, YouTube videos, whether it's, you know, reading articles on TechCrunch, whether it's, you know, just keeping up with just the Politiscope content. Really, just trying to just diversify my learning, just because I'm in a space now where I need to know finances, I need to know, you know, politics, I need to know what's going on culturally, so I can be able to put it all together in one and make Politiscope be synergistic with with each category. No matter if it's entertainment, sports, tech, or politics, Politiscope has an avenue to insert in each.
1: You've mentioned this guy Gary V. And his role as an investor and potentially a repeat investor and sort of an advisor. How did you originally bring him in? Yeah, Gary Vee
0: was funny. Um, that connection happened in 2014 when I first got to the Jets. And Gary V. he was a Walter Powell fan and used to rock my jersey to the games and tweet me. But I didn't really know who he was at the time coming from the Midwest, St. Louis, Missouri guy. So my agents knew who he was because they're from, you know, Boston and they, you know, they loved him. My agents started tweeting him back and forward, you know, they start, you know, having conversations and he was telling them how he wanted to start his own sports agency. And sure enough, my agents were looking to sell their sports agency. So they kind of just, you know, had a partnership deal, locked in a partnership deal, brought them on board to Vayner Sports. And it was all because of, you know, me in a I was the intermediary in his so it was just funny because Gary always tells the story of Vayner Sports and how it came to be, and you know he all, always brings up the story on how he used to be a fan of me, and you know it's, it's a convoluted reason, but now anytime I want to have a meeting in Vayner Media, you know that's like my second office when I when I used to be up on the east when I used to live up on the east coast. I used to meet all my investors, potential partners up in Vayner media and show them the space and even show them the room where they had my jersey up in, so they understand like okay he's he's a he's a game player in this place, so
1: yeah, so how has your relationship to politics changed? You said you didn't grow up in that political of a family, and your partner has been the more immersed in politics. Do you find yourself reading about these? bills and such? Are you a consumer of your own platform or are you sort of not that super interested in, in politics and stay with marketing and things like that?
0: Oh, no, I'm definitely into it now, Though I feel like I didn't became more sensitive to just everything that's going on politically. So it just makes me more politically charged to do something and you know, to continue to build out this platform to really create change. Because I feel like when it comes to politics and tech we're we're a little far behind just as a as a country why are bills so complicated and why are they still on a website and just why it's just super old and unattractive when you know everything else is sexy you know what i'm saying so for me it's definitely i owe it not just to myself but to my community and to to my kids and kids kids you know legacy and just the type of planet i leave behind you know after i'm gone so that's big for me, just legacy and what I leave behind. And if I could leave behind this world just a small percentage better, I feel like um, I've done my job.
1: Well, where do you put yourself politically?
0: Well, if I walked in a room trying to pitch you a political tech platform, you probably think, Oh, he's a Democrat, Colin Kaepernick, you know, X Y and Z. But for me, I'm I'm kinda just I'm kinda right down in the right down the middle, independent. But if I'm if I'm voting, voting democratically. So
1: What's the question that you haven't been asked that you should be asked in an interview like this? Do you think
0: your political views can kill the brand of Politoscope?
1: Do you? Are you worried about that? Were you worried about what you just said about even voting Democrat? You're gonna chase away your white male Fox News viewers no. or <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Just because I mean, at the end of the day, the platform is the platform and it's uh it's a great platform and a lot of times, a lot of the stuff, the people who are, you know, let's say, you know, Democrats or Republicans, the person who's really, you know, controlling the thing is not aligned with the same things you're aligned with. At the end of the day, as long as it's a it's a good platform and it's doing its job, it shouldn't matter just, you know, my political views to a certain extent. Not if I'm just super just, I don't know, just OD and just on some <laughs> some Trump energy type stuff. Yeah, I feel like I'm... I'm a good. I'm a good guy.
1: <laughs> I've watched startups in the political tech space for more than 20 years, maybe 30. When people have tried to do things that were sort of consumer, which is what I think of yours, is straight to regular people and based the business model around donations. It's been a struggle for a, a variety of companies, even some that are fairly well funded. There's a real Ebb and flow of interest in politics. There is a pull, like we talked about a little bit earlier, towards the partisan. A vast percentage of people aren't political donors currently. The, the percentage that give to politicians is very thin, and it's got, it's grown over time. Some, you know, with the small donor stuff, but it's still not that many. What do you think makes it right? What do you think makes it likely? for you to have success where people who've come before with a variety of different ideas haven't.
0: As far as with small dollar donors, it over the past few years, it's definitely, you know, hasn't been as big, but over, you know, in 2020 small dollar donor dollars brought in about a little bit over 14 billion. So it's like, there's definitely been a a trend of just rising just small dollar donors. So I definitely feel like there's a space, but for us, like, as a platform, we're just we're focused on users, just getting up users, 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 because once we get up users, then we can, you know, start rolling out the ways we can monetize. I feel like, you know, once we get the X amount of users, then X amount of politicians will start to flood to the platform and then politicians will want to upgrade their profile pages like LinkedIn Premium to get more access to these unique donors. And, you know, uh, same with the nonprofit. uh The nonprofits as well so once we get the users i mean everything else will fall into place
1: and so what's the plan as you it sounds like you're gonna relaunch in july what are you doing between now and then and how are you gonna attract people
0: so right now currently setting up a few strategic partnerships to start us off on a pretty nice you know revamp a pretty nice push for us so i'm excited about that that's the main thing we've been focused on right now is partnerships and being able to leverage some of these other brands. Well, give me an
1: example of a partnership or two that you're that you're talking about.
0: So it's two. I really can't say just yet until we get everything inked in. So it's uh it's it's almost done, but definitely excited about that. But let's say a partnership with a. I'm trying to think of a, a nonprofit that's super big. How about let's let's go with the the National Urban League. How about that? We'll set up a partnership with the National Urban League. And what they would do, you know, since Politiscope, we're giving them a platform to bring in more constant, you know, donors, because that's one thing with nonprofits. They have a problem with not getting, you know, continual donors on a monthly basis. So with Politiscope and the Impact account, now with National Urban League making all their following, their community, you know, have an Impact account and make their nonprofit part of that swipe the impact on a monthly basis. Now they're getting continual donations. And it's all about you know creating an impact and just right now in this space we're living in with with all these brands and corporations really trying to be on that social responsibility social impact wave i feel like it's a great time to take advantage of that and tee up a lot of good partnerships
1: you got other athletes who are going to help you people who famous people
0: yep right now uh one of our investors uh mike evans he's definitely been a, a good help with us and A few other guys that I really want to wait until, you know, we do this press release to really launch so we can everybody can see who we got lined up. But it's uh, definitely being able to leverage that, you know, that the NFL to really uh, help, you know, take Politoscope to the next level. But just, you know, athletes in general, because athletes, you know, are athletes, entertainers are starting to become more politically active than than they ever have been. And just even with politicians, they're starting to become more just in the limelight than they have been. So instead of a Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, now you got a politoscope that you can really activate your users.
1: If there's someone listening to this or you have a chance to talk to people about this site, why should they go there?
0: You should definitely go to Politisco because it's the next, you know, I mean not the next, it is it, it's a disruptive platform. It's really simplifying just everything about politics to a certain extent where you can just feel comfortable about it. No matter whether you are a political junkie or a novice in the space, just how the UI and UX is laid out, it's just it's it's a clean, it's a clean platform to have and to be uh get notified just on political information.
1: Where where do you want to be in five to ten years?
0: in five to ten years where i will be right here, you know, with Politiscope, but with multiple, you know, other ventures that I have lined up. But uh yeah, in five to ten years, I mean I definitely, well probably in, in 20 years, I definitely can see myself being a, a diplomat to a certain extent. So a few people ask, you know, would you would you want to run, and be a politician? I was like, we'll see, you know, it, it's just, you know, taking it one day at a time. First thing I'm trying to do is establish Politiscope as a brand, a trusted brand that everybody can trust to get political information and just do what they need to do with their finances when it comes to political donations. So once, you know, we establish ourselves as that trustworthy platform, then it'll be easy to step over and say, Hey, I'm running for this or that, you know what I'm saying? Just because they already trust the platform. So why not trust me?
1: Well, it's fascinating to talk to you. I wish you the best of luck with Politiscope. Anything else you want to say?
0: No, most definitely. I definitely appreciate the time, Nathaniel, and I definitely look forward to uh, hearing it.
1: (laughs) Okay. That was Walter Powell. This is Nathaniel G. Perlman with the Great Battlefield Podcast. You can find us at greatbattlefield.com or by searching for Great Battlefield in places where podcasts are found.